0: We are here to talk about murder, diving into some of the most controversial cases in Midwest history. This show will not shy away from the morbid details of these horrific events and the often ugly truths behind them. What you will hear is a detailed timeline of events, perspectives from those closely involved and analysis by experts. What you will feel is the darkness that surrounds each story, the innocence lost by the victims and hopefully the justice that was ultimately delivered. Don Palumbo. Jonah Lanto.
1: Nice. Nice job I, getting through that intro today.
0: Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. I uh, I wasn't talking a mile a minute for once. Weird.
1: Yeah. It's nice. You nice and slow as even keel pace. Taking,
0: just taking a, taking a breath. Taking a breath.
1: Yeah. You managed the breathing really well in that one.
0: Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. The, uh, fun story. It's full of
1: compliments today.
0: I, I know. You're so nice. We've spent three days together and, you know, we're still nice to one another. It's great. Yeah, and just to, you know how that started was uh, our very first episode. I got through the intro and apparently was holding my breath, and I could not breathe afterwards. And Jonah was like, "What do uh, I do?" Like I'll say your name. Yeah, and then I said his name, and I took a breath, so it worked. All right. Well, thank you all so much for being here with us. Evening, we are coming at you from Rivers Edge Bar and Grill in Williston for a second sold-out show yeah, in a the, row.
1: The Western Star. Yeah,
0: the Western Star. The Western I Star. I like
1: it. One of the most hospitable cities that we've ever oh, been for to. Sure. So thanks thanks to the crowd, thanks yeah. to the staff here at Rivers Edge. Yeah. It's pretty awesome.
0: Everybody, everybody is it's marvelous. Everybody's just so lovely. Listen, funny. they
1: got it all wrong about you on the eastern side of the state, Williston. I know. I'm here to tell you, okay? As a, as a central North Dakotan who spent yeah. time on, on both sides now. Well, and... and I know the truth, Williston. As, you rock.
0: As a, as a central North Dakotan who gets, you know, from Ward County, where we get called weird county uh you know we think you guys are lovely the weird so,
1: countyans from Minot. Yeah.
0: yeah that's that's what we do yeah so a big thank you to everybody uh, that is that's out here and a big thanks of course to uh those those bartenders and staff everybody here at river's edge in williston great uh it's been a great time, and of course, we greatly appreciate all of you who are listening, wherever you may be, even if you're not here with us tonight. So, and while I'm thanking people, just going through all the thanks, we're just so gra- we're just so full of gratitude. Uh, thank you to everybody who has rated and reviewed the podcast. We just we really really appreciate the comments, the feedback, and support that we have received from our listeners, whether it is good or bad. And it doesn't just you know pump our tires. It doesn't just um, you know bruise our egos none of that it actually does great things for us it helps us move up the charts it does it does lots of things because we live and die by an algorithm these days it's what we do so yeah, we appreciate the, it
1: the ai's taken over so we need your reviews that's the truth of Man, it okay that,
0: that shit's getting weird <laughs> like snapchat was like hi i'm your ai bot this morning and i was like what who are you it's so creepy it oh. so creepy yeah so it, which is funny that we discuss the the creepiness of the um uh, of the digital age, because that's going to play a big part. Well, I think, I
1: think it's messed up because humans are creepy enough. We don't need robots doing it for us. Right. Okay.
0: Exactly. No, good, good point. So anyway, what are hopefully humans saying about Midwest murder?
1: Ups and downs. I'll tell you what, this one is five stars from ND farm girl, binge worthy, I started binging this last fall during the long shifts of Sugar Beet Harvest. I recognized so many of these cases from my lifetime and appreciate your summary. I have to say that I completely agree with Dawn and understand her take on Cletus in the most recent podcast. Cletus is an untreated schizophrenic. He didn't have the mental capacity for motive as a serial killer. He simply wouldn't have been able to reason. I'm guessing he might have had multiple personalities and thus the reason why he couldn't tell the correct story attached to To each murder. My two cents. Keep up the good work. Don. Keep on interrupting. That's when we learn the most.
0: Yeah, for once I'm getting called out for my interrupting. Whoa. And and that one was that That's that ironic. episode that episode was a that one was a doozy because we, we don't I mean we we disagree but we argued on that one and uh, it was a bit hostile. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think yeah. we could derail the whole show tonight and get into a debate about Cletus
0: because <laughs> we we are actually still debating it. But yeah, but.
1: Very much. I look. Yeah. I I I disagree. Andy Farm Girl, yeah. and if you see me out of show some time, let's talk about it. I can't I can't. You know, hold everybody hostage here tonight while we right. debate That's whether not or not Cletus was a schizophrenic. As much as I'd like to, which and, we're the, wasn't. and
0: we're the ones with the microphones, right. and he was, but it's fine.
1: This one... <laughs> I mean, Thank why... You. Why should I got
0: laughs tonight. That's
1: awesome. Thank you. A delusional schizophrenic having the same delusion well, you know what? three separate this. times. We're not doing this. We're not all doing right. this. We're not doing this. all right. All right. All right. He wasn't. We're not doing this. this one, two stars from MMCW1226 would be better without her input.
0: I'm the her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I am very interested in the stories they want to share, but... The woman way too often interrupts the guy. He is fabulous, though.
0: That really says that. He didn't didn't put that in there himself. (laughs) And she
1: tries to be funny or add unnecessary comments, and it ruins the flow of the story. Oh man, yeah, I know Don, that Pal- one. Don Palumbo. I'm not gonna lie. I'm just the the paradigm shift of those of those two reviews. Right. And even last night, I just the whole thing is hilarious. Yeah. Last night, the person was like, "That guy's an asshole. He interrupts all the time." This guy's like, "Wow, she's dumb. She interrupts all the time." Right. We're here, all right, and, and we appreciate and apparently all. Of we're it. both
0: dumb and yeah. interrupt all the time, but you know it's <laughs> it's fine and uh, and. You know, I I get it, okay? You call me out for the interrupting sometimes. I've had to I've had to battle the mic for you at times. You've been called out for that. Uh, you know, got called intellectually lazy, you know. So I've really been working on my words, not sounding like a dummy, you know. Uh but when you attack referencing the my...
1: thesaurus.
0: Wait, right. But when you uh, attack my uh childhood trauma uh created humor, that's where I have that's where I have issues. <laughs> Like you say, I'm There's not no funny and like, Hey, I put I put in the trauma for that humor, man. Like, come on. <laughs> no, it's fine. Thank you for laughing at that too. You guys didn't have to, but I appreciate it. And, and now every time I make a joke, I'm going to be like, was that funny or not? But it'll be fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. It's fine. Uh, but fine. we do, we do appreciate we those, love those, those comments and, and these, you know, it's, uh, like I said, even if they are ego bruising, it, it makes us check our shit. It's good. So, uh, moving on to merch. We have redesigned some graphics. You guys have seen them. We just, you guys just took care of our merch last night. So it was awesome so that we don't have any left for the second night. But, uh, we've designed, redesigned some graphics and you can and also added some new ones. And we have gone local with our merch. So you can check those out on our socials, uh, for a link or go to too many shirts.com slash Midwest, Midwest dash murder. And then you can also buy us a hot dish at buymeacoffee.com slash midwestmurder. Or you can buy us a hot dish, buy us a coffee, whatever you'd like. And uh, we we do really, really appreciate that. And we appreciate those who participate. It it really helps us. It helps us uh, put gas in the car. It helps us, you know, get case files. Sometimes case files can be 50 bucks, you know, those those types of things. So it really does a lot, and we appreciate it. This show is also brought to you in part by Midwest Memoirs. And have you ever wondered how the stories of the people you love the most will live on after they're gone? Midwest Memoirs is here to help you capture the most precious memories of your loved ones as told in their voice. This is done with research of your family member and completed through a professionally guided interview in a comfortable studio setting using state-of-the-art recording equipment. It feels just like a conversation. That's all we want. And the most important stories that we'll ever hear are those of the people we love most. So you can contact Midwest Memoirs today on Facebook or Instagram. It's it's become a very cool, uh, very cool project, very cool endeavor.
1: Yeah, Midwest Memoirs very very beautiful way to capture the memories in the voice of the people you love, their stories, their life history, your ancestry, and it's it's like having a couple of your own personal podcast episodes right, for right. someone you really really love. I did it for my grandma. That's kind of how it all started. So really special. You can find yeah. it at Midwest Memoirs on Facebook and Instagram.
0: So the year is 2016. And. Well, we're going back I mean, to 2016. Right. Not today. It's not 2016 yeah. now. Yeah. Okay. Good. That's a good clarification. Like we're, we're,
1: we're, shit at math, but right. okay. Someone's it's,
0: gonna, someone's <laughs> gonna tell us we don't have a fucking calendar now. Like, oh, really? Is it 2016? Like, that's okay, you guys. I'm, I'm a little salty. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna temper that. I'm, and I, I apologize. But, uh, <laughs> the, the year that we're going back to is 2016. And we have been here before. So some of the, uh, some of these maybe repeats some of them might not be. Brexit rocked Europe with the entire first world feeling its effects. One of the most horrific mass shootings at Pulse nightclub in Orlando, where 49 people were killed, 50 if you include the shooter. The Summer Olympics kicked off in Rio de Janeiro. And with, it was a nightmare if I remember correctly, with like shit half done and all that stuff. Not quite bad as Sochi, but uh, I'm a big I'm a big Olympics fan. I like it. And if you guys haven't noticed, usually the scene like the the time frame setting is uh, all about me. So my favorites, what I like, what I remember from the year, it's great.
1: That's why that's you're here to make friends. That's how you make friends. I know, yeah, you you tell guys, about yourself. Yeah, exactly. Will you guys like me? Here's what I like. <laughs>
0: And if you don't, I'll cry about it for just a tiny bit. Um, <laughs> a, uh, a winter storm stranded nearly 500 motorists for an entire day in Somerset and Bedford counties on the Pennsylvania Turnpike. And of course, winter storm conditions, like I pointed out last night, of course, uh, you know, that's th- that doesn't mean shit for Midwesterners. But I uh, I had to mention it because that's where my dad's side of the family is. So again, I make this about me. And um, in, a, in horrifying... Uh, news but good news for her i guess a 70 year old woman gave birth to a baby boy in india
1: Hmm. okay
0: yeah sounds horrible actually I i love kids but at 70 i feel like i should be living on my retirement but but it is but to each their own i'm certainly not not judging um Again, about me. In pop culture, celebrities died a lot that year. Uh, David Bowie, Prince, Leonard Cohen, George Michael, Carrie Fisher, Gene Wilder, Alan Rickman, Alan Fick, Muhammad Ali.
1: Oh man! Like it was a
0: big year. Well, that's it was
1: a tough big year. Jeez.
0: Yeah, and uh, Hamilton kicked ass on and off Broadway, and also won eleven Tony Awards. Jonah uh, isn't much of a fan of Hamilton. Probably I'm not, not a fan. Well. I,
1: I know he's, it by he's, proxy. He's very,
0: he's very neutral, um, but he's probably not a fan now because every time I have to drive or if I have to focus so I'm getting sleepy, that's what he puts on for me. And I sing the entire soundtrack.
1: Yeah. Word for word.
0: Yeah. The entire yeah. soundtrack and, and, at, uh, you're not so bad. And not, thank you. Thanks. And, and not at a quiet volume. Like it's my concert at that point. And so this poor, poor guy beside me,
1: I'm always just here for the Don show. <laughs> like whether I'm sitting up here next to her on stage or riding shotgun, it's, right. it's, is what, it's, happens. it's
0: what happens. A four inch lock of John Lennon's hair was sold for $35,000 at an auction. Oh, $35,000. That's quite the collectible. Is it even his hair? <laughs> I mean, that's. Like does, does it
1: come with DNA proof?
0: <laughs> it's like the the cake the the cake from the Kennedy wedding on Seinfeld. You know when when she when eats it anyway. Nope, nobody's nobody's a Seinfeld fan here. I guess that's fine. Uh, my guy Van Morrison was knighted by Prince Charles, and Leo DiCaprio DiCaprio finally won an Oscar. I did insert a dumb joke about um, he probably didn't accept it because he's because it, it's too old. But um, I feel like that's getting. That joke is getting too old for Leo, but yeah. And in sports, I like how that
1: that had to marinate for a second, and then it's like, oh yeah.
0: That's a sign of a shitty joke, actually. Yeah, yeah. The Chicago Cubs broke the curse of the goat to win the World Series, and from a you know from one curse like from one curse team to another, I get it. I'm I'm a Red Sox fan. The Broncos beat the Carolina Panthers in Super Bowl L, which I already did the math. It's fifty. And by math, I googled it. I did not. I did not figure that out. I did not know what L was. But um, and Danny Willette won his green jacket at the Masters, three strokes ahead of the prior year's winner Jordan Spieth. And the Pittsburgh Penguins beat the San Jose Sharks, winning the Stanley Cup in the NHL.
1: All in twenty sixteen. All in
0: twenty sixteen. Yeah, it was a year. It was a. It was. There was a lot, a lot to choose from. So in this episode, we are heading to Green Bay, Wisconsin. I'm sure you've all heard of it. If you're a Minnesota Vikings fan, then you know the Green Bay Packers uh, is a dirty little curse word. And uh, I don't like either of them, so it's fine. I have no problem saying Minnesota Vikings or Green Bay Packers because I don't... Yeah, and yeah. a hush fell over the crowd and I think I'm going to have to leave. <laughs> I don't I don't think I'm welcome here, but that's okay. I'll, I'll fight to the death on that. Anyway, uh, on Saturday, March or May 21st, 2016... A frantic 911 call was received at the Brown County Sheriff's Department. A farmer who, in the middle of, of spring planting, had sent his grandson and a friend out to the field. And they came upon a body clearly deceased and beyond any help. Authorities responded to the field and discovered a grisly scene. The naked body of a female, wearing only socks and a pink bracelet on her left wrist, laid in the grass, face down. Arms crossed above her head, her body bruised and battered. It was clear she'd been sexually assaulted and beaten beyond recognition. On the individual's back, there was a herringbone type pattern indicating a shoe print and that she'd been stepped on. There was nothing around her that would indicate who this woman might be. And surrounding the body, there weren't any signs that they were even in the same place that the individual had been killed. There weren't any drag marks near the body, and there wasn't an obscene amount of blood, basically.
1: So looking more like she was dumped
0: there. Yeah. So no leads or clues to go on. Nikki Vander Hayden, a divorced mom of two, knew how to be the life of the party. She was adventurous, fun, and unpredictable in the best kind of way. She was a 31-year-old science teacher who worked for the Green Bay School system, and The way I pictured her was like a modern, super cool version of Miss Frizzle from the Magic School Bus. You know, science teacher, just kind of fun, just having a good time. Since Nikki's divorce, she hadn't dated anyone and was beginning to adjust enough to her new life as a single woman to get back out on the dating scene. It takes some time after you've been out there, right? So when she met 33-year-old Doug Dietry, things progressed quickly. Doug was a well-known, attractive, successful bachelor, seemingly quite a catch around town. He was very well-known. And although things progressed quickly, they still seemed happy. And within a month, she found herself pregnant. Nikki and her two kids, you know, deciding that they're going to continue together, Nikki and her two kids moved into his house, big house. He was a, he was, he came from, or his family had a construction company. And a few months later, along came a healthy son to make them a family of five.
1: Okay, and he's bringing no kids of his own to the table. Okay.
0: Well, I mean, the one that they got together, yeah. When you're a 31-year-old mom to three young kids, you don't get to go out much, and especially when one of those is an infant whom you're breastfeeding. So when you get the opportunity to go out with friends and a trusted friend offers to babysit, you absolutely run with it.
1: That's a big deal.
0: Yep. So on Friday, May 20th, 2016, Doug and Nikki went to a bar to see a concert, and that bar—cool name—it's called the Watering Hole. It works. Yeah, they they ran into a few of his old fr- old high school friends and friends that Nikki didn't know very well. And throughout the concert, Nikki became agitated with with Doug because she saw him talking to another woman, and continued to drink. And they had a fight or an argument, I guess, if you will. And after the concert was finished, the couple somehow got separated. And so Doug's friends, the ones that they had met, told her to come with them to a different bar known as the Sardine Can. Equally, if not cooler name. And so they figured that, that Doug would show up and it would be fine. When and, and he did stay behind, and that pissed Nikki off. She was annoyed that her boyfriend was still there at the other one. She was annoyed with him. And sometimes when you know people get drunk, we sometimes let other stuff bubble up and it's it's easy to annoy us she gets into
1: get a fight with him and his yeah. buddies are like hey f, come with f him come with us well not
0: necessarily f him but we can't find him just come along with us okay. right and we
1: don't want to leave you here it seems noble i guess they right. don't want to leave we don't want to leave, leave her you here there. you don't yeah. know where Doug is and there's is. a lot okay. of people yeah
0: yep she called him texted him eventually uh escalating and then asking him what slut he was there with so Things are not great. You know, they're they're having a rough night. Well,
1: and things went pro- progressed so quickly in their relationship. You go from oh, I meet this guy, he's a catch. I'm pregnant now. We're living together, and so we're we're about well, this and that's
0: is a, it's zero sixty because after you have a kid, yeah. you know, it's like I can't.
1: This I, I, can, I can barely is... sit on the
0: toilet. And I need your help. So it's it's a very different, you know, a, a very uh, quick turnaround for for their relationship.
1: And this is about fifteen to eighteen. Well, like yeah, she met, probably, she has the baby.
0: I would say probably fifteen months. Okay, so yeah. I'm just trying
1: to get a, yep. a like a, a timeline of Time how long of their, they, they were yeah. actually together. So we're about fifteen months. Baby's really young here.
0: They're they're still on that uh, within that. I mean, they're past the to,
1: honeymoon phase, okay?
0: Yeah, now you're starting to realize that his jaw clicks when he eats, you know, at like 15 months and you're like, oh, I'm not Eesh. sure if I can do this for the rest of my life, right? So, and I'm not saying she's perfect either. I'm sure she no, has her no, flaws, no. right? But yeah. uh, relatable. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so um, yeah, it's not, they've, they've not been together in years by any means, but, you know, probably a year and a half, somewhere in there. And they're still, so basically at this point, they're still figuring that shit out. Yeah, they right? don't even really
1: know each other you very know, well like at that, this point.
0: You know, it's like that jealous early, you know, early stuff. And who knows? Maybe maybe he did have his, his own shit going on.
1: So she asks him, what slut are you yes. with? Yes.
0: Yep. And he, his, he responded with an LOL. Lol. That, uh, n- gentlemen listening, don't, just don't do that. Don't don't do that. It's probably um, not in the move. No, no. So he did respond, but uh, thank you. But, but he did not answer her phone calls when she called. So and and communication between the two was very very sporadic. And even through through her annoyance, though she was still having fun dancing, mingling in the crowd. And one of Doug's friends that she was with, another woman, said, "Where's Doug?" And she just kind of shrugged her shoulders. And she's like, we well, I'll call him. So she called Doug and he answered. So at that point, Nikki's buttons were pushed and she was done.
1: Sorry, Doug. It's not, I'm not, I'm not bros in right here yeah, on you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm not team Doug at this point at all. She, at that point was, was, pissed. she was done. She made a beeline for the door and one of the guys that was in the group followed after her and caught up with her in the street, but she wanted nothing to do with him or his attempt at convincing her to stay. And in her intoxicated state, she pushed him away and left. Doug never showed at the sardine can and went straight home. Sent their babysitting friend on her way and went to bed. When he got home, Nikki still wasn't there. Around 6 a.m., he was awoken by a crying baby. He fed their son, and he went back to bed, feeling very hungover. Nikki was still not home. When he woke up around 11 a.m., Nikki was still not home. So confirming with her family and friends that they hadn't seen her, worry set in for all of them. And about the same time that the boys were discovering the body in their grandpa's field, Doug was calling law enforcement to report Nikki as missing. And it was a busy day that day for law enforcement. While the sheriff's department was investigating the unidentified body, the Green Bay Police Department was investigating three different reports on the same vehicle in town. A stolen vehicle report, a vehicle fire, and a hit and run. All in the same vehicle. So, you know, some out of the ordinary things going on in the area. It's busy. Well, Nikki's family hoped for good news of her return rumors swirled of the body found in the field
1: i mean it's 2016 so you hear about this stuff you're already on social media oh, for it's, sure. it's, it's getting out it's, there it's getting really out there. quick probably bef- before you're even able to know you're catching those whispers oh, even by proxy even if you're absolutely. not trying to yeah
0: it's not you know it's not they're they're not going to get the morning paper right. you know, to read it it's it's happening it's
1: people are sharing mm-hmm. it hey did you hear there's a yep. body it's, it's yep. in your local facebook groups at this right. point right yep, yeah exactly
0: hmm. and so Nikki's family, of course, was hoping for good news of her return. And while those rumors were were swirling, one of the rumors was that the body found was a man. So they still had some hope. They thought, they thought, okay, you know, a sigh of relief. It's not her. We're fine. And that was until the next day. A few miles away from where the unidentified body was found, law enforcement found bloody clothing, a bra, and a purse off the side of the road, kind of just from the fog line to the ditch. And the items looked as though they'd been haphazardly thrown in a panic, just tossed out the tossed window. Tossed
1: out the window just, of a moving vehicle, yep, yep, probably, not, or yeah, not hardly down, stopped. Right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like when I dropped my kids off at school, like 5 MPH, <laughs> right. you got to yeah. tuck and roll.
0: Tuck and roll, buddy, tuck and roll. And sorry, you forgot it's your like, jacket, but that's, yeah, they, yeah it's going to be a cold roll. Yeah, exactly like that. So not far from the clothing, there was a lanyard from the Green Bay School District. Attached to the lanyard was an ID badge, and the name on the badge was Nicole Evander Hayden. A short while later, law enforcement arrived at the home of Nikki's parents, where family and friends had gathered waiting for any news, any bit of news possible. And when investigators arrived, the looks on their faces made it clear they had devastating news. Now that the body of Nikki had been identified, law enforcement could move forward with the investigation, right? When, you know, they, they were starting at zero, right? At least they have an identification of the
1: of the victim. Well, they, yeah, they've got some evidence. This is about four, so they're they're 48 hours
0: yep. already at this yep. point. Yep. Well, at this yeah, within a yeah, within a day. So, those who spent their night with Nikki on her last were questioned as they tried to piece her moments together. And Doug was also brought in, que- in for questioning. And who is always the first suspect.
1: It's the guy, as it should be. It's just normal. You you well, work not, through not process. Not the guy, of el- but the
0: partner. You yeah, know, the, I'm yeah. the guy. He's yeah. Doug.
1: I'm way better than Doug. The I, significant
0: I, other. You know, yeah. it's not always a guy. No, but it's always it's always the significant a, yeah. other. By yeah. process
1: of elimination, yeah. you work right the closest people first. Right. What, did they get her cell phone? No, mm-hmm. no. Okay, some, mm-hmm. no cell phone. Okay. There was no
0: cell phone there. And that day, uh, law enforcement received a call from Nick, Doug and Nikki's neighbor down the street, just a short three miles from the field that she was found in. So her home is only three miles from the field that she was found in. And
1: she was that close to home? Mm
0: -hmm. While he was mowing his lawn, he pushed the lawnmower over what looked to be a cord and seemed somewhat suspicious. And, you know, okay, it's a cord, right? It's a random cord. How does it look suspicious? And because things get dumped in odd places all the time. And when detectives arrived, they could see why someone would call. It was covered in blood. It was torn in half. And it looked like it had been stretched on the curb and ground a couple houses down, there were large blotches that appeared to be blood. They were quite sure that they'd found the murder weapon and where Nikki had been murdered. And in an obvious place to search, the home she shared with Doug, they found droplets that resembled blood in her vehicle, and in their bathroom, there were tissues that looked to contain also what looked to be blood. In their house? In their house, yeah. In their house and and vehicle, garage, all that. So, while questioning their family, more details of their not-so-perfect relationship came to light. Nikki, who was very private, had confided in her mom that Doug had been violent with her. Doug appeared to be at the end of the relationship as well because he'd confided, confided in his own mother. And he said when their house sold, he and Nikki would be going their own way, their own separate ways. And another time, he told his mom that he didn't think he was cut out for the life of a family man. Which, and well, and more to that, he said he didn't think he was going to be cut out for the life of a family man, and was going to ask Nikki and the kids to move out. Which, also, I mean, you know, there's kids involved, right? So you got to you got to know if I mean, if you're going to invite them into your home, you've got to know if 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 that's going to work or not, right? That's too much of a up and down. But it's it's, maybe it's maybe unfair judgment, but I, I don't know. If you're not cut out for the life of a family man, well, you probably should have figured that out. In, in my opinion,
1: but I mean, I guess he tried. He he tried with with moving in. That's yeah. that is some level of effort of yeah. saying, okay, yeah. I'll, I, I don't think I can do this, but you're pregnant. Yeah, I like you. Let's I'm, give it a try. Yeah, you know? I'm probably like
0: probably judging unfairly at this point. But I mean, it's not great. Focus, it's not but.
1: great. Yeah, it's not, not a great. It, look. It's not a great. Look at all. Yeah, but
0: and so without much of an alibi or or proof that he didn't commit the murder. Doug was arrested for suspicion of committing the murder of his girlfriend, Nikki Vander Hayden. They found it odd, or just, in so a bunch of, a bunch of uh, um, evidence that just kind of showed uh, that, uh, circumstantial evidence that that showed he might be responsible.
1: When you said they found the murder weapon, that's the cord. They're, they're, they're saying that's, they didn't find any, there's nothing else, no knife or bludgeoning instrument that the cord was believed to be the murder weapon. Correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, as like a bungee cord, or? It was a, it
0: was a phone charger. A Sorry. phone yeah. charger cord. It was a phone charger. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. So they found it odd that he didn't reach out to her family or friends when he first woke up to feed the baby around like 6, 630.
1: Yeah, of course. Like, what? This, this, she's not home. Her kids mm-hmm. are here. I'm here. I'm Doug. I'm hungover. I suck. Where's she at? <laughs> like, like call, call, call like, fire, alarm bells are ringing. Right. I'm not equipped for this.
0: Right, right. Well, yeah. 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 He claimed that because he was just so hungover and tired, he was and he was annoyed that he'd been woken up by the baby because you're the dad. I've probably you know? been there
1: before. I get right. it. Hey, I've you been know? there before. I've you been know? there. Like,
0: I get it. I get it. I'm on um, the couch.
1: I'm going to make sure nothing terrible happens. Eat cereal. Cartoons right. are on. Don't start the well, house on Well, the baby's fire. like four to six but months. But the baby's different. Yeah, the baby's the older four to six kids, months, though. so, yeah. yeah. yeah it's you don't got a choice there. Right, right.
0: So... I mean, yeah. Like, why? Why don't you reach out to your to the family and be like, I haven't seen her. She's not come home. And at, at this point, I mean, just be pissed about it. Because
1: he didn't call until like eleven o'clock. He right. did so, call, him, but not till late. But not till then. Not yeah. until like he's a little less hungover. Yeah. No. Right.
0: And so, I mean, at that point, I'd be I'd be so pissed. I'd be like, Why the fuck aren't you home? Right. Like, I mean, I would. Be, I'd be kind
1: of irritated at yeah, first. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, whatever. I guess it. We all do things differently. And a few too many things seem to be stacking against him. And the community was shocked that uh, at his arrest because again this is a successful dude and he was held on a one million dollar bond.
1: They were shocked because he was successful. Oh, not a successful right. person doing murder? No. How can our community handle it if a successful person is a killer? Oh God! <laughs> Don't tell us he's good looking too. Because oh, he was
0: good looking. Oh no, 100%, 100%. good looking and 100%. successful and maybe a killer. There's what is no wrong way. with Green
1: Bay? I know. <laughs> I thought only poor people did murder.
0: Shit! It's so, a yeah. very just. <laughs> I like your commentary. That's, I
1: just can't get over it. Like, oh,
0: not a not a successful, good-looking fella. That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. All right, so he was held, he was held on a million dollar bond and admittedly though, investigators didn't have much to go on because they didn't end up charging him. And after 17 days he was released.
1: Wow. They held him for 17 days though.
0: hmm. hmm.
1: Interesting.
0: And authorities claim they didn't actually have sufficient ev- evidence to charge him or at that point even tie him to the murder.
1: I thought there's blood in the house. There's, did you not the, say?
0: I did say that actually. Okay. Thank you. Um, the, the blood in the car wasn't blood and the um, the blood from or on the ne- on the on the tissue it was it was not from the murder
1: oh mm-hmm. okay
0: and there were also questions of whether or not he was actually wanting them to leave all of that so you know as investigation goes on you know at this point at this point it does feel like it was a little presumptuous well, to arrest him
1: I feel yeah. like I I, I haven't I, I haven't encountered a situation where somebody was held for like 17 days 17. and then released. Usually like hey, we can hold you for a couple of days before we charge you. Right. I thought that was the rule, right? You had it, to charge it, it somebody within a certain state state. amount of time and that's if you don't, then you have to let them out. I've never heard of a 17-day hold. Well, he was without but he was charge. he was
0: arrested on the suspicion though. Okay. So,
1: okay. But not so charged he was with arrested the murder. all right. All right. Yeah, not charged with the murder. So it took him that long to all right.
0: Yeah. You know, and I suppose waiting for, you know, analysis to come back and all that stuff. For sure. Stuff, They're like, okay,
1: we're, the analysis came back right. and it kind of cleared him. That's right. what happened. Right. All right. That makes sense.
0: So they were back to the beginning for a couple of months, back to no leads, back to nothing, because they just released their number one suspect. Or were they? Because remember those three incidents with the same vehicle, the Green, the Green Bay PD were investigating? Oh, I suspect the, that be. The it hit and, the hell, hit and yeah. run, the stolen vehicle, and the vehicle fire. Well, the P- PD had a suspect in their case a couple months later. Um, they've, they've brought him in at this point and George Birch, a 39 year old man from Virginia, was their guy, they thought.
1: That, ha- that was the car guy. Mm-hmm. They have mm-hmm. not linked yep. him to the murder. Yep. Okay.
0: Well, remember, so that's Sheriff's Department investigating right. that. PD is investigating this. Oh. So the, the suspect is George Birch in this car thing. He, he, He's like, no, I didn't do it though. He claimed to have an alibi. He said that he was at a bar and texting with a woman who lived in town just down just down the way, lived nearby. So during their questioning of Birch and to prove his story, investigators asked if they could search his phone. And according to Officer Bordelet with the PD, he said, quote, I asked Birch if I could see the text messages between him and the woman, if my lieutenant and I could take a look at his text messages. End quote. When Birch agreed, they had him sign a release form that gave them permission to do so. Officer Bordelay explained also that he'd prefer to just download the information because it's, quote, a lot easier to do than try to take a bunch of pictures and then have to scan those in. So I asked him if he would be willing to let me take his phone to this detective, download the information off the phone, and then I'd bring the phone right back to him. And he said that would be fine, end quote. Okay. So, you know, at this point, he's got nothing to hide. It's fine. Everything's fine. So what they found would show that the cases were beyond related. Investigators found numerous internet searches relating to the murder of Nikki. His location also put him exactly in proximity to Nikki's home, the field she was found in, and the road where her personal belongings were found. At that point, he was arrested for the murder of Nikki Vander Hayden and was held on a $2 million cash
1: okay i was kind of waiting for for the digital footprint for someone to come into play here
0: because it's 2016 right yeah
1: mm-hmm. I, I was waiting to hear that about doug or uh, yeah. again about her phone so
0: well and once we once we get there i want to i want to talk about that okay i want to talk about that so what was his story actually what what did birch say because once you're once you're posed you know you've you're, you're seeing that yeah you really can't hide that hide your location so he claimed that it was doug who murdered his girlfriend nikki Birch claimed to have met Nikki, and they hit it off. So this was the night of the bar, or night of the concert. She runs off, runs into this bar, and meets this guy. After some drinking and heavy flirting, they decided to go home together. Birch drove. Admittedly, both very intoxicated. So they arrived at his house first, but it appeared someone was already home. So Nikki suggested her house. And they drove a few miles away over to her house, and they pulled off to the side of the street because Nikki said the babysitter must still be at the house, so they couldn't pull into the driveway. And they certainly couldn't go in the house. So they began kissing and some heavy petting, which then moved them to the back seat of the vehicle. According to Birch, by the time he got back there, she had removed her own clothes and was already naked. They proceeded to have sex, and in his words, rough sex. The next thing he knew, it was lights out. He woke up a short while later on the ground with someone standing over him with a gun. That someone he claimed was Doug Dietry. He then claimed that Doug forced him at gunpoint to help him dispose of her body after he'd murdered Nikki. After Doug had murdered Nikki, okay, it's
1: a hell of a story by virtue. It's, Birch here. it's not implausible.
0: No, no, not at all. I think. I mean, it's you know the 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 boyfriend comes you know comes upon his his girlfriend. Uh, with some other guy, there's Crime it's, of passion. You know, it, it's angry. I you know I get it, and you know I mean,
1: it's pretty intense. Very intense level of escalation for sure. But
0: yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna pistol whip you and then murder my girlfriend and then I'm gonna make you help me mm-hmm. and I'm not gonna like force you to keep your mouth shut in any way.
1: We've heard a lot of bullshit stories on Midwest sure. murder.
0: Yeah, and this one, Bir- Birch, you know, is,
1: Birch is like he's his story is a, you know a little above that bullshit meter. It's
0: it's it's peaked my bullshit meter for yeah. sure. Yeah, and so for reference, Doug is about two hundred pounds and six foot two. That's the boyfriend. Okay. Birch is six foot seven and two hundred and seventy pounds.
1: Oh, are you <laughs> so, so? Are you telling me Birch could take Doug? I I, I think, I think,
0: I think what he's saying is that, you know, he was this, I I mean, he was rendered helpless when Doug five inches shorter and 70 pounds lighter, uh, you know, pistol whipped him and was like, yes, of course I will help you. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. You got me
0: 70 pounds. Like for real, it's a lot and five inches. Like how tall are you? I'm five. I'm five foot two, but Jay, I'm five six.
1: Look, six six seven is extremely tall, and most of us don't see people who are that tall on an everyday basis. Right. My my oldest son is that big. Yeah. And and he's my kid, and when he walks into a room, it still sort of shakes me because sure. he's that he's imposing. That yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. he's he was a football player. He's an athlete. Like it's right so but, I, but
0: but you're what five, and i can five, take him okay are you five eleven six feet six foot six foot so yeah. at, at five we'll say i'm five five today you know give or take like could i mean that's, what do you got platforms still, on i do yeah I do. i'm wearing five, five, some pretty high five, no. wedges you know but that's i mean that's a fair no it's that's substantial a, that's a that's a yeah a substantial difference in in weight and and height i, I mean, mean so but it's still maybe not bullshit we'll see well
1: gun and play like that That, that is a game changer
0: so, right. I mean, it's, it's intimidating, but when I should also point out what this guy looks like, I should set the scene there too. Uh, he's, he's got, uh, I mean, he's, he's a, a mammoth of a man and he's got, you know, long hair. Um, he's got, he's definitely like commands a presence watching the video and stuff where, of where he was and during his investigator, during his, uh, court testimony and all of this stuff, you could see that he was, uh, he was no kitten.
1: Sure. We'll just say that. Well, and and at, look at 270 pounds and 6'7, you're you're fit. That's mm-hmm. a pretty fit
0: right. And, right. for
1: for six yeah. Like that is, you're you're yeah. like
0: Yeah, he's he's pretty stuck together at that point. Yeah. So when his trial began in February 2018, Birch and his defense team were still sticking to that story that Birch was the actual victim here. And the defense team was able to claim that Doug was the one who killed Nikki. The judge allowed it, but Birch would have to testify. Ooh. In our in our what sixty some episodes, tell me when it's been a good idea for someone to testify on their own behalf when you're the defendant on the stand.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't, I, th- I zero, zero times. Like most any any defense lawyer, generally speaking, is is like n- shut up, don't do, we're do not, doing not that. ever do that. Right. Now it's happened a handful sure. of times,
0: and and and, and it, it's been it, successful. It's not, you know? yeah,
1: it's it's not. But it's uncommon. It's, it's, it is yeah. so uncommon. So but when you're testifying when you're allowed to say this somebody else, like that is actually a unique circumstance. A lot it, of judges may not defense? even have allowed that exactly. to happen yep. in the first place. Right. So this is a very unique defense compared to a lot of the traditional systems. it's
0: It's not a good idea to be on the stand sometimes it is, but very rarely is it. How about if you lose your temper on the stand with the prosecution? Hmm. his words were it's a way to go since i've already told you i'll tell you one more time that's that's how he addressed the prosecution okay. i'll tell you one more time it's like oh i mean i'm not even a juror and i'm i'm not thinking that's going to end well for you uh, i've also
1: i've also heard of people say that th- they felt like they were guilty because they didn't get defensive enough when i accused them of something
0: i can i can see that but i don't know it just feels and you haven't seen the video i guess i you know so it's it was a it, it's weird so It wasn't a good idea. And so Doug didn't have an alibi before, right? He wasn't able to prove that he was actually at home. So how would they be able to put doubt on the defense's claim?
1: Yeah, I've been waiting. Like, where's Doug's phone? Doug's phone should say a lot about where he was the night of the murder. It should be able to clear him, in theory.
0: It was not Doug's phone. It was his Fitbit. What? It was his Fitbit. His Fitbit registered 12 steps between 3.08 a.m. and 6.30 a.m.,
1: the twelve so, steps it took him to take care of that baby.
0: Well, until he was until he woke up,
1: right? Yeah. Okay.
0: So just just to explain this a, a little bit uh, a little bit better, um, according to the Green Bay Press Gazette, it's a mouthful. The data is collected by a wrist device, the Fitbit, and is sent. And this is verbatim, and is sent electronically electronically to the user's cell phone for period reports. But what da- But that data is also collected by fit by the fitbit company and then after being served a warrant provided a more detailed report of doug's activities according to the 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 thing so in case anybody you know was wondering how that worked that is how it worked so of course thinking that hmm that is that's horrible horrible so the of course do you think the defense wanted to keep that in that information in about the fitbit no no of course not no uh no, because that that puts the whole thing that puts it all to rest. It
1: shuts them down, right? That's the, the digital footprint that we've been that's asked. one of them, okay.
0: The judge allowed it.
1: What about birch what, a, must what have about one? Okay. what about
0: the digital footprint of birch? So remember how I said he had googled the um googled the disappearance and murder. Sixty four times, according to his Google searches,
1: huh. And uh, OK, now, sixty four is a lot. But that also makes me wonder how many times would have been a, an appropriate number of times, <laughs> like seven. If we if you know, like at what point does the number do your number of asking for a friend? <laughs> at what point do the do, does the number of suspicious searches actually become suspicious to people watching?
0: I, I mean, I feel like we can answer that a different way give me a recent news piece that you have googled 64 times in 2 weeks
1: mm mm-hmm. yeah Nope, I can't, and, okay. I, yeah. and, and, and the weather, I and if I and if I could, I would. Yeah, the road report, <laughs> right. you know, the weather. Right. I mean, There's, yesterday
0: we would have looked obsessed.
1: I, I think I don't know. It's the we're we're in in North Dakota, and it's the Midwest. So I maybe like I've like when is summer coming? I think sure. it might be double right. digits right we'll, by now.
0: You know what happens? What happens to a year where we don't get a summer? You know, like the you know it's you know Google searches like that. But sixty-four times specifically looking for news with Nikki. Nikki's death in the two weeks following. And
1: and, and these are probably him obsessively looking at everything, right? Every article, every video, every every news. Yeah.
0: So you asked about the digital footprint for Birch because we've got it on Doug, Dougie Boy. Birch was outside, according to his phone and his his phone records and the pinging and all of that stuff. Birch was outside of Nikki and Doug's home from 3.01 a.m. to 3.52 a.m., His location also showed he was near the field where she was found from 3.58 a.m. to just after 4 a.m. So just a few single minutes to dispose of a human body, a human life. So after several heated days of finger pointing between the prosecution and the defense, the jury went to deliberation. He was found guilty for first degree intentional homicide for the beating and strangling of Nikki Vander Hayden. There's one other thing that I'd like to point out. So we've got his digital footprint, which is, I mean, right there. It's very clear that uh, there's. You really don't need any other evidence, but what sealed it was the DNA evidence left on her body matched that of. Matched his. his.
1: Okay, so So we did. I wanted to say that because I wanted to. I wanted you guys to really get the physical DNA evidence. It was more than just a digital footprint. But I think it's
0: physical. It's it's it sounds weird, but it's like a physical digital footprint, right? Because it's, it's showing, you know, where you, where you are.
1: You are there or someone else had your phone and was Mm -hmm. there. So explain that. If you, if you weren't there, explain who had your phone and was there.
0: During sentencing, the judge said, quote, what if this were a death penalty state? Would this be the kind of case given the set of facts that would justify the death penalty? The answer is yes. And for that, Mr. Birch, you have to die in prison. When the judge said that Bert showed wow. Bert showed no reaction, and Nikki's family and friends applauded and
1: cried. That's an intense statement from the judge.
0: That is, yeah.
1: And look, yeah. I, I, Doug, I, I'm sorry, Doug. We were, a little, I was a little hard hold on you, Doug. On. But hold, hold no, on. I? I'm, I'm a little on. sorry. Oh no. Okay.
0: Because Doug continued with his own legal trouble. Oh. So with. Nikki's sister, he found himself in a a little bit of a situation uh, for felonious restraint and assault or attempted assault, who he eventually did plead guilty, but it was Nikki's sister. He wouldn't let her out of the car and her, his leg or her, her, his hand was on her leg and he was, it was clear what he was trying to do.
1: Doug's not a killer. Sounds like he's he's, not, he's not, he's He's disgusting, but maybe a shitty dad. Yeah, yeah. not a killer and right. But he he really did not have a very good outlook there. Yeah. You know, on
0: well and just because you're creepy doesn't mean you're a murderer, right? We've talked about that before.
1: Yeah. Just because you're an asshole doesn't mean you're a murderer. Exactly. Exactly. You know, just because, you know, you've Googled something a bunch of times doesn't mean you're thinking about it either. I feel like sixty four I
0: feel like sixty four times paired with a few other things, you know, like some physical and digital evidence. Physical evidence. evidence for sure. I mean, yeah. So the digital age of tracking. This is, this is where, uh, this is, this is, this is where I, I really want to have this discussion because Mindy Morgan's murder, right? When, excuse me, when Mo Gibbs, his, his phone pinged, right? And, and when and
1: yep. and and his we, Yahoo messenger and stuff yes, too, his and, chat messenger yep. on his laptop. Yeah, and so we
0: computer. made, we made that, we, we made the, made the, the thing of, Uh, you know, when people, we made the comment, like when, when people bitch about how much we're on our phones, it's like, Hey, I'm just setting up my alibi, man. I'm like, I am being in my phone. I am, I, you know, that is what I'm doing. Right. So in this case, it, it worked against him. You know, this is obviously, this is how they were able to track him, you know, whether, whether it be by his surges or his physical location. So when is, when is the digital age of tracking a good thing and when is it a bad thing?
1: Uh, dude, that's that's a, that's a
0: it's a loaded we'll, question. I mean, there's, it's a super you know, super loaded. We'll uh, talk about it for two hours on the way home, I'm sure. But
1: I think it's a conversation that people will be having for a long time. I think we've been probably well, having it think. since like since you know way back in the Patriot Act when that, that mm-hmm. really tapped into a lot of our personal freedoms yep. under the guise of, of of helping the country and stuff. And you know that's that's been parlayed. That was like that was pre digital era laws sure. that are now influencing what they're able to find out about us in the digital age. And uh, look, I think. I think it's strange, but if you've got a phone with you, everything you're doing is is trackable. It's now trackable. maybe not maybe yeah. not the details, right? Like the details of your interactions are not right. trackable, but man, it, it if you're somewhere that some bad shit is going down, your phone is going to tell on you whether or not you participated in that bad shit or not. And I remember growing up, one of the biggest things like my parents were always like, look, you can be an accomplice to anything. Watch out who you're with, mm-hmm. be aware of your surroundings because if you're with some idiots and they decide to do something terrible and stupid, you could be an accomplice even right. though you had no idea what right. was going on. And and now yeah. like, by your phone being with you, it could potentially mm-hmm. put you in proximity to being an accomplice yeah. on something. And it, it's, it's well, bizarre, but I guess, you know, it can, it can keep you safe too, in terms of
0: for sure. Yeah. It, well, it, on the other side, but, you know, on the other yeah. swing of it. Right. And, and yeah, but I think what's interesting is, you know, watching wherever you go, wherever you, if something doesn't have a, if a place doesn't have a camera, it's weird, right? It's odd. It's the oddity. It's, it's not the norm. And so everywhere you go, you're on camera and just about, they couldn't, it, it's eerie to watch someone's last movements right on, on camera. And I, I remember that sticking out big time for me for Drew Shadine, you know, cause they, that's how they tracked her in the mall and that's how they figured out what was going on. Right. Was by, was by, well, and, and then it was CCTV cause it was, I mean, it certainly wasn't digital. I was right? curious. So, like for oh. her. Right. So for her, it was, they watched her leave the bar and that was it. That was it. That was the last time they saw her on camera.
1: And on camera at the bar, she did leave.
0: Watching her leave alone. Alone. Okay, so that that was my other.
1: So, did they ever find out for sure? Like Birch did meet her at the actual bar. Did she actually? Were they actually engaging?
0: He's not saying. He's still maintaining his innocence. Okay,
1: so there's that's that was one point of curiosity I had. If there was any, if she
0: actually did anything linking
1: them between. Actually hitting it off, or was My, he just some towering creep that grabbed right. this tiny woman right. and and yeah, you know, took her and did this
0: thing? It's it's not clear for me to even speculate. Okay. Um, unfortunately. But yeah. The sources for today, Vox.com, excuse me, on this and Green Bay Press Gazette for the majority of the thing, as well as a large portion coming from court documents. So if you want merch, check out the links on our uh, social media or on our link tree. This episode was written by myself, Don Palumbo, and Midwest Murder is hosted by the guy to my right, Joan Alanto, and myself, Don Palumbo, and produced by the Good Talk Network.
1: Bam, that's our show. Thank our show. you, Williston.